My name is Daniel Warner. I'm a uh, volunteer at Southend Island Alliance. So I'm a helmsman, uh, a crew member. Uh, I train uh, the tradees as they come through for their intakes. But I also play quite a pivotal role in the fundraising in the station. So we organise large-scale events, uh, and it's generally those that bring in a, a significant amount of income for the station. So it would be bits like the Boxing Day dip, uh, the Mulberry Fun Run. We do large dinners, for example, dinner dances. Uh, so we, we raise upwards of £10,000 per event type kind of thing. So yeah, a busy guy. I live in Southend. I've always been by the sea, so I've always had a, a fascination and a, a love for the water and a respect for the water, of course. And the, the love ultimately comes from, from two places for the Iron Line. So one is the scouts. So I've, I've been involved in scouting for, for many years since I was a beaver. And at the age of 15, 16, I was on the water as safety boat cover. So we'd go out kayaking, sailing, paddleboarding, etc., and I would be on the safety boat rather than partaking in activities. So I kind of had a, a small exposure to water cover, as it were. The second reason, but probably the most important reason for me, uh, was my granddad. So my granddad only ever supported two charities, and that was the lifeboats and the fire service. Whenever we were on holiday in the UK, he would always make a point of pointing out the lifeboat station. Uh, we holidayed an awful lot in Kessingland uh, in Suffolk. And we would frequently see the Lowestoft lifeboat and the Great Yarmouth lifeboat heading out. And he would always make a point of, of pointing it out. So because of that, because my granddad loved the lifeboats, I therefore loved the lifeboats. So back in 2010, uh, or probably just a little bit before, we had an air show in Southend. And during that air show, the R and I were doing a demonstration. And the commentator at the time was basically saying, if you hit this criteria and, and reeled off uh, a number of pieces, then the R and I looking for volunteers would you know uh, send your application into here. and. Uh, thought do you know what I, I hit that criteria I could I could probably give that a go and uh, here I am 13 almost 14 years in February on. I love volunteering and I love volunteering for a purpose and that purpose here is of course saving lives but equally we're a family and I think you know other, other people have probably said this I'm sure but particularly at Southend we we are a huge station we're one of the busiest coastal stations in the UK so we get a large variety of jobs but also we're a station of 45 volunteers and as that we all have that common interest of volunteering for the RNI so we are a family and and the relationships that get formed over time um, you know they all uh, it all adds to it yeah. at south end we kind of cover about 13 miles of coastline which probably doesn't seem that that vast in comparison to other patches i suppose that the challenge we have here at South End is we have about a mile deep of sand the whole way across that patch. So we're one of the only, uh, well, there's four stations uh, in the UK, uh, and we are one of those four stations to have a hovercraft because of that um, amount of, of sand and mud that's exposed at low tide twice a day. Uh, and there's various attractions along the seafront. Uh, so we've got the Marbury Harbour, for example. Lots of people like to walk out to that. And then they get cut off by the tide coming in behind them. So we use the hovercraft in situations like that. But also because that tide goes out, we then have two stations. So we have the inshore station and we have the offshore station at the end of South End Pier uh, where we can therefore launch the boats. So in the event of, of needing to get boats away whilst the tide is out, we've still got the capability to get an Atlantic 85 or a D-Class uh, out to sea. We get a complete range of, of jobs and it's, it's everything from people cut off by the tide, people you know cutting their feet on the muscle beds, boats breaking down, 
windsurfers kite surfacing difficulty i suppose that the reality is um mental health unfortunately there's there's been an increase in mental health jobs over recent years which is a shame but you know regardless of the situation we go to sea and we will save those people So the Boxing Day dip, that was a, a brainchild of mine. Um, we're in the eighth event, uh, and year on year, it has just got significantly bigger and bigger and bigger. So the very first time that we'd done the event, to us, it was a success. You know, we, we raised a great um, amount of money. We had 87 participants, and for our first event, we, we were really happy with that. Last year, obviously, would have been our, our seventh event, and we had over 400. So year on year, we have we have got bigger and bigger and bigger, which is awesome. Uh, and this year, we're on track for another another great year. We've already got 150 people signed up. So we're, we're on track for the 400 plus uh, again to make it bigger than, than what we had last year, which is, is, is great. It's such a buzz. I think because it's Christmas, everyone's really happy and, and jovial, and, and that really helps. You know, lots of people do cold water swimming, as we know. It's, it's become really popular over the past few years. But this kind of gives people the opportunity to do it who perhaps have never done it before. It gives them the opportunity to do it under the uh, control and the safety of the RNLI. So perhaps if they were a little bit scared of the water or, um, you know, they had slight concerns, by having it kind of done under our banner, that they've got that safety element, that the, the cover is already there on the beach waiting for them and touch wood we've never had a medical emergency and, and we we never hope to but the provisions are there if, if anything did occur so people i think feel quite safe taking part in in that event it, it's just a great day it, it's a very busy morning for us and we're on the beach at seven o'clock in the morning setting up ready for the dips at, at, at you know half 10 11 o'clock depending on the tide but um we love it as a station and and it's you know been really well received in the town and, and year on year yeah let's just keep growing it so have I been doing it myself? I have done it once because I can't. I can't say to people, "Oh, you need to do this event. You need to do it." And uh, I haven't done it myself, so that would be a little bit hypocritical of me to, to be pushing it and not say that I've done it at least once. Um, would I do it again? Is a different question. Um, it was very cold. I've got to say, it was uh, it was nippy. No, I think uh, I think you know because the event is getting bigger and bigger, and uh, you know I think I should be on the beach and watch it from the from the shoreline just to you know make sure it all runs smoothly. So that's my uh, my cop out going forward. But if anyone's looking to do a festive dip or just generally wanting to get into to open water swimming, um, the RNLI has got some really good guidance first of all out there on on open water swimming safety. So so definitely check out the website. It's going to be the basic things, and it, and it sounds really almost quite common sensey. But um, you know, make sure you've you've planned your day. Make sure you know what the tides are doing, what the weather's doing. Um, you know, when you get to the beach, obviously have a little look. If it's too rough and, and it's just not looking great for you, you know, don't go in. You know, stay stay away from it. Make sure you you're wearing clothing. Wear a wetsuit if you're going to be in there for a long period of time. Wear a hat. Keep the heat in. When you come out the water. Don't don't stand around on the beach and have a chat. You know, get get some layers on and get get warm nice and quickly. Make sure, please, someone knows where you are. You know, whether it's a, a family member, a friend, or someone, just let them know that you're going in. Let them know that you'll be back in half an hour. You know, and make sure you touch base with them just just once you're out the water, just so someone knows that you're you're safe and well. The, the R and Light to me, it, it's a phenomenal charity. What what we do on a day to day basis, hourly basis, three hundred and sixty five days a year risking our lives and, and, and many of the crew's lives around the UK going to sea to save other people voluntarily. We, we all have day jobs uh, and, and we are all willing at a drop of a hat to, to drop whatever we are doing 
whether it's Christmas Day, family celebrations, sitting, having a meal with someone, uh, we will drop whatever we are doing to go to sea to rescue whomever is in trouble, regardless of the circumstances. And I think the fact that we do that is just phenomenal. And, and we still continue to do such a great job as we step into 200 years of, of the RNA line. Hello, this is Ruth Jones. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited. 